Hello and welcome to my podcast, Cover Monkeys. My name's Roxy and I am your host. This podcast was born out of my admiration for the working musicians around me and a love for the nuance of live music performance and long-form podcasts. I wanted it to be a forum to take inspiration from your local heroes, to create a community in our industry, and to see how working musicians around me have made a living. I also just really wanted three-hour conversations with musicians I really thought were awesome, <laughs> on a selfish note. All right, okay, hello. This is Jamie. Hello. Ooh, hello. hello. Good evening. Yes. Echo Charlie Alpha, Lima, Margarita. <laughs> Vodka? What yes, indeed. Um, anyway, so Jamie is my cousin and a guitar player, um, singer, keys player, primarily keys. Was keys your first? Uh, no, but to be honest, keys was my first instrument by a few, by like two years. But realistically, I think I'm about level, maybe. Realistically, I'm fabulous on both of them. No, no. <laughs> there's, de- there's, there's, there's far too many really good guitarists and really good keys players but it's I always say to everyone when I meet them I'm uh, a jack of all trades master of fuck all that's my I should put that on my business card that's <laughs> jack of all trades master of fuck all yeah I should do that as well by the way apologies there, there will be swearing in this podcast so dude mum dad if you're watching apo- I, apologies your mum and dad are alright with swearing yeah but I just think it I don't know it's, it's, you shouldn't be okay with it really yeah, that's what my mum tried to teach me, and I told her to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good uh, Suze. No, I didn't, but I, I have learnt to swear quite badly since moving to the UK. Oh. I think it's worse for it. Or maybe it's because I'm far away from friends and family. Oh, but I'm with it's... Sam's family all the time, and I, I don't know. I've just... No? I've lost the care for it. There is a stage where you're aware of how much you swear. Mm. I don't know if it's part of working at the Crown. I think the British like it when you I swear. Think so, yeah. Well, it's, it's that thing of, like... You really notice it when you're around kids, and I, well, especially oh, me. Yeah. I, I realise, oh. oh my god, I'm, I'm a sailor. I just <laughs> the amount of times that I've just been, oh sorry, fuck shit, oh, huh. and it's just it's like a chain reaction of just complete bollocks. Oh, my worst ever was I had this when I was doing a couple of gigs back home, and I had mm. this backing track that was for Little Lion Man, and I thought, oh, that would be nice. Um, let's do that one. And I forgot that really loudly in the backing vocals on this particular track, it was, I really fucked it up this time. I was oh, like, shit, yeah. shit, shit, shit. Um, That's great. Yeah, so I, that didn't work for me. I once said uh, gay in front of uh, my friend's five-year-old brother. And uh, to, to avoid having to explain what that meant, they said, ah, did you mean dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great... Great response. Just <laughs> well, no, that's how to spin it. <laughs> well, Tom's Tom's granddad's story with gay is even. He was like, "No, you can't say the word gay. They're not gays. They're deviants." <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. So, uh, is um, any gay people watching? We do not support any of those views currently said in that previous uh, ten minutes. Precisely. Um, anyway, so it's all love. It's it is all love. Bless. Um, Penis anyway. in all the holes. Sorry, anyway. What do you think about swearing on stage? Fine. Although, it just depends. In this country, just don't get... Caught. Uh, caught. Well, yeah. Don't, Although don't, I have don't put do up... it in front of CID. Um, you know, just be... To be fair, in terms of swearing on stage, actually, the, I remember the first time... Let's say time, your personal opinion, yeah. Yeah, the first time that I came on uh, in Bahrain to sing a song, it was Killing in the Name of, and... 
I immediately said, are you ready, motherfuckers? <laughs> and apparently, I didn't see everyone everyone else in the band behind me just winced because we'd all been told, don't swear on stage, don't do this, don't do that. You know, and uh, yeah, we did get complaint, actually. We did get, I oh, think, two really? complaints for that. About so, the swear. See, I would have thought what? most... They, just, they didn't care about the fuck you, I don't do what you tell me. They didn't care about the thing in the song. It was just calling them motherfuckers. And I think maybe because of the mother thing, because family is very, very... If you had sold people's family here. Right, I still... It's still weird, though, because we're in expat bars, but I suppose uh, Dubliners Bahrain wasn't... That was Dubliners, yeah? Yeah. yeah. That's weird. I just... I, I wouldn't expect complaints, because I find that... But maybe that's because I'm so used to the Crown now. Cause I've been yeah, there well, the, cr- the Crown is very... It's such a full-on English pub. I th- it does depend where you go. Like, Scott told me that at one venue, they made him, for that same song, say, sing Screw You, I Won't Do What You Tell Me. Yeah, it's Which, just... to be fair to me, would just be like vomiting in your mouth. Just, oh, God. That's just... Why even do the song? Don't do the song. Yeah. You're going to do Screw like. But what's your opinion on swearing on stage? Fine. Like, if there's no... It's, just just do it tastefully. Don't do it for the sake of swearing. If you're yeah. just going, oh, for fuck's sake, let's do this one, shit, fuck, whatever. But if you just throw in one every now and again because it'll be funny or whatever... Um, I just think then... there's some people that can pull it off. There's some people who it doesn't sound... I think in any kind of thing in comedy whatever if you're a person who's trying too hard and it's clear you're trying too hard the swearing will come across wrong whereas if it's natural like people aren't going to give issue Mm. your guitarist Tom is very is very funny I think it's the accent he's from Liverpool accent no 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 he's he's not from He's not from Liverpool. What's his accent? This is my Liverpool. What's his accent? Oh Birmingham. No he's no he's not from he's from Durham. What? Durham? It's north. Okay, it's just I from fu- the I north. Fucked up all, okay, northern accent. Oh, I fucked up all the accents. Uh, but okay, but yeah. Sorry, sorry. So, but his accent is. Um, it's just very soft. He's just got a very soft sounding voice. So when he swears, it just. Or is mildly racist. Or oh god, yeah. <laughs> any of Jesus. the boundaries he pushes. Oh gosh, yeah. Let's not let's not put any of those on the internet, Christ. <laughs> no, I did put. Um, we we got a request for "Addicted to Love" the other day, so we gave it a go. And then Tom decided to change the last verse to Might as well face it, you're addicted to minge. <laughs> See, my argument with that was is that muff would have been much better because it rhymes with love. Oh, oh, missed a trick there. Yeah. yeah that's... Oh, exactly. oh, that's that's hindsight 101 right there. It totally is. Oh. Um, right, so you, I mean, your experience as music, you went... Yeah. Well, I, I, I won't go I won't go with the old uh, Dave Abbott podcast. No, my first guitar. When yeah. I first started, <laughs> no, um, so yeah, started out doing piano lessons uh, and uh, very bad, didn't practice. Started doing guitar lessons, kind of did practice that a bit more actually. Um, I think that's Tom shagging next door. Oh, it really is, isn't it? That is definitely Tom shagging next door. Oh, my oh, Lord. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, sorry, uh, continue. <laughs> Brilliant. Can I ask who, who's he? Actually, no, okay, let's leave it. Let's not, um, let's not go into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so, God, hard to concentrate. Uh, yeah, did the guitar, did the piano, um, and started, you know, just going into, you know, your average shitty 13, 14, 15-year-old bands duos whatever you could do yeah because you're going to be the next big thing you're gonna to... wasn't it the epic chair makers oh that was later that was i think i feel like that was actually when we got okay 
So the very first one was called, uh, ooh, I guess it would be Relinquish. Where ooh, this, deep. So, That's so, a very function band name as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I th- at the time we were like, oh, it's such a cool name. It was like, oh, yeah. But it is a very uh, angsty 50-year-old, 40-year-old uh, band. We had the, it, looking back, it was full virgin mode. You had like the, the super baggy uh, jeans yeah. and T-shirts. Like we were all like super skinny. And our hairs everywhere. We all loved Radiohead. It was it was like yeah. just the typical that thing. And um, yeah, so like you know, we could play one song well. We could play play other songs not so well. Yeah, um, and, uh, that's like my band now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like you could play all the songs in the world. But like <laughs> if someone if someone requested them, then I reckon you'd probably just give it a damn good bash. Play and most probably songs quite fun, moderately acceptably. Some of them lesser, but I would say always, enter- always entertainingly. That's the bam, the big, that's the big thing. Called family. Well, no, I, I genuinely really enjoy watching your band because you just don't know what, what the fuck is going to happen. So sometimes you just play a song and you play it really well. Sometimes you'll play a request and you'll do it the same as you know how it's supposed to sound. And other times you'll just be oh. So someone requested Salty Chocolate Balls by South Park. Yeah, we'll do that. Do the whole fucking thing and then change all the rest of the songs in this night to balls and related. Going, balls right now. Going to uh, some Herbie Wonder Hancock. Balls. Oh, sorry. Shave My Balls, not Wonder Balls. Uh, yeah, and then going to some Herbie Hancock mid, mid that, that would be Tom and me just going, all right, I'm going to stop playing now. I'm just going to stick to... Yeah, this works over. Okay, so didn't you play drums the other day? <laughs> yeah, that, I'm, go- I'm trying to stop doing that because it's usually when we're pissed. <laughs> no, the other day actually, we, nice. I did it when we weren't pissed because Neil was like, because I made a rule that I'm not allowed to go into drums when I'm pissed. Oh, I, I, like I said. <laughs> oh, I remember. If, yeah, because you were well pissed drunk. off with the other night before, and the other guys were like, oh, oh, whatever. So, but you, but you were, yeah. Well, um, you are the bad leader, so I guess you've got to. You should be the uh, the one that doesn't accept this sort of thing, and the other guys would be like, but it was really fun. No, I find it really fun. I more feel guilty for like players like Kevin who actually care what it sounds like. <laughs> oh yeah, because well, I, I guess Kevin. He's used to working with really fucking good bands who like know but, their okay, shit. Okay, I, I would say yeah. Whereas we're well, you, like you different still, person on no, a different you guys, you guys are still a really good band, but I think he's used to working with really, really musically organised. We play this, we play it this way, we do it exactly like this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's nice. I think the blend of people you have is really good because you it's kind really... of need someone to kind of hold it down and be an, not an anchor point, but someone who is, you know, he's not going to suddenly go off on one. Yes, whereas, whereas, whereas the rest of you three, Tom particularly, but Tom I particularly, I'm but just you, as you bad. do, you do yeah, these I things do, as well. I don't do. lie. Yeah, this, I do. this is very much a bad in your image, but maybe taken to extremes with with Tom. And yeah, no. Well, Tom is just every time the thing that he's doing now is that every time we have an ending, is because sometimes endings go wrong quite frequently. But oh, yeah. like when we do get an ending right, he'll just start going. Just throw it and in you're there. just like we ended it well and now it's a shit ending <laughs> for the sake it's just irony anyway uh, so i wanted to ask you okay so let's finish your, your brief outline. so yeah okay uh my second guitar no um <laughs> no so moving on uh started doing bands actually i think we're okay epic Chairmakers was a duo between me and justine and uh that was really actually led to one of the scariest on stage moments that I've ever experienced, um, which was uh, the scene of music talent show night. Uh, sorry, musician of the year. That's it. 
Right. And you had all these people from different year groups going in, and every single one of them did classical music except for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually, you have your stage, you have the lights down on you, and the audience is dark. In this, there's no stage. We're the same level as everyone, eye level. So you can see everyone in the audience because there's no lights. There's just normal, you know, yeah. hall lights. So you can see every single person's pace. Pa- pace? Person's pace? Yeah. Well, they're fast. That's and a those teachers spooner, want, isn't it? those teachers want some music. Well, <laughs> but it's terrifying because you can see all their faces, the whites of their eyes. You can see uh, the headmaster, front row. Deputy head, front row. All your music teachers, front row. Your parents, like, you know, scattered around. All the other musicians and their parents, all there. And they're just looking at you. And there's no, like, interval music, nothing. You walk onto that stage as a 16, 17 year old. It's just like that, and the sound of mics. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was terrifying. Absolutely. Just, you know, like, my knee was shaking. And I could tell that Justine looked like she'd seen a ghost. And then several other ghosts having a party <laughs> in her um, in her bedroom all at the same time. It was She looked, yeah, Perfect. like she was going to drop dead. Uh, but we did the gig and we realised that at the end of it, it was fine. Like, you know, yeah. we did it. We made a few mistakes, but it did, uh, it did help with the stage fright a bit to know that we could do that so other gigs became easier. And it's all those things, I guess, where you ha- have those benchmark gigs which make you realise, oh it's really not that bad yeah as you think it's going to be it's not you know the end of the world if you do a bad gig um even if you know you do you do fuck up or whatever yeah it it passes did you get a good response from that did you win no we didn't win there were far there were very classical people there (laughs) um i I, do you know what i think we, we were nice it was i think we were there more to provide something actually nice to listen to yeah as opposed to people going oh this is this is good i think you know, this is good this is it's the it's the, the golf clap thing of you know they're very talented at what they do in fact we had one guy who the golf clap the golf clap you know it's just a very nice that subtle reference. thing we you know there's one guy there who's a really really good classical guitarist he still does it now i think he's probably one of the best in england i think because that's all i see him doing but I just wouldn't want to listen to him longer than like five minutes because he is really good. Yeah. He's really good. Very talented guy. Michael Button, if you're out there, you're a very talented man. Um, <laughs> and fuck you for beating us. <laughs> yeah. You fr- but um, nice guy as well, actually. Uh, uh, but I just in general, the classical music, if it's not something which has melodies that I could really hook into then I just kind of I just zone out yeah and feel like we came on did a three or four minute song that we'd written together had a verse had a chorus you know it was was generic but it sounded kind of nice and so you did that that was a kind of game changer for you in terms of once you'd got in front of that kind of audience, you felt a bit more comfortable. I think so, yeah. Because there's, there's never going to be a time where you're a teenager and facing all the people, all the authority figures in your life in one room <laughs> at yeah. that time. You know, know. it's all kind I, of terrifying. I, I, and I your can, peers. I can remember. One of whom is a, like a girl that you fancy as well. It's just, oh, oh yeah, it's just all that stuff. One of the earliest times I got on stage, I think I was... Um, Yay, puberty. I can remember in, in, in high school... I'd, I'd done drama and bits like that, but mm. like with the guitar, 
very briefly before I kind of let go of it for a while. Yeah. Um, but I, I did, I think I did, I want to be like you. And I remember during the performance, true to form, my mic stand just dropped all Brilliant. the way down. Yeah. So I just got on my knees and finished the song. And that, that was the thing people remembered. And that's probably the earliest I learned that. That's it doesn't fantastic. matter what you do. It's How a old were you this time? I was like 15, maybe. Brilliant. Yeah. So that, that's one of the ones I remember. But um, there were many failures. <laughs> But anyway, you got to got to fail to succeed. I think that's what people. Well, that that's why we are where we are because we've gone through those so many. Yeah, you you yeah. It's like you know you you take so uh, Michael Jordan said he's missed like a whole bunch of game winning shots in basketball player, Um, and he's uh, you know had a whole bunch of times where he's fucked up, where he's lost, where he's whatever. But it's after going through that that you eventually yeah get consistent and get good. Well, it's like even with yoga, they say when you're trying to do a headstand, one of the best things you can do is learn to fall well. Yeah. Oh, by the way, for those of you, you can't see, but uh, Roxy looks like she is about to take a yoga class. Uh, but bam. Yeah. Oh, I just did an 8K. I yeah. Okay. Run. Yeah. She just did a, she just did a run. And I but. did, I did a run and I did a bit of yoga. Oh, well, Very check you out, eh? It's because I've gained the Dubai stone. Fuck that shit. Oh, yeah. Musician You've lifestyle. never put on that much. I have, have I have, fat? I've definitely, I've, I've put on enough to make myself go, oh my God, I'm actually putting on weight. That's a thing. Fuck um, you, that'd take, but yes. But yeah. Was like, that far right? I, I could feel a belly and everything. I was like, okay, this is bad. So and then I sort of helped, but that was in Bahrain. So yeah, so I'll go back to that after jumping forward, you know, a bunch of years and I've really wanted to be a, some sort of musical thing. I don't know what it is. Because you had university and you yeah, know. had university, had some jobs, had one dodgy job, which is like a music management thing, but it wasn't a music management thing, and I don't know even. I think they were just trying to get money off people to make them, themselves grow bigger. Oh and, yeah, I remember you said it was like yeah, and that also made me realise that holy shit, just because someone has a really snazzy logo and boardroom doesn't make them doesn't make them shit like. That's, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. You yeah. can make, you can rent a boardroom and you can make a logo. Yeah, you can talk, you can do whatever, but you've got to just be careful of, you know, don't jump into shit. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. then Bahrain came across and thank Sam Brown, uh, Roxy's boyfriend, it's all connected, uh, for getting me that gig or getting me the audition, which then led to that gig. Uh, I helped. They knew me, and of course, yes, Roxy. Well, yeah, it's, it's through you, through you both, <laughs> through you both. Uh, I, I, have, I have a lot of gratitude to you oh, both that's for, so sweet. for that. Uh, well, it wasn't to do with it. You would have found it anyway. Uh, but uh, so anyway, and uh, suddenly we're on the plane, and I can't believe it. I'm going to a foreign country, uh, supposedly getting paid to play music, um, and imagining that the that Bahrain is going to be like we see on the TV, you know, how, how people have told us that the Middle East is and that it's going to be extremely hard line and you can't drink and you can't wear, you know, short clothes outside and you can't do this, you can't do that, you've got to be careful with this. And in that seven months, from the moment I stepped off the plane, I drank more alcohol than I have in my entire life, I think before or since. The thing, it's so funny with your folks because like they were like, when I spoke to them about it and I remember distinctly 
um, I was like, oh yeah, there's gonna be drama. There's gonna be drama, and he's gonna drink, shag a lot of birds. We won't go into that in case they listen. I, I think you'll find him a virgin. And I think you'll find that's exactly <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, Jesus. in case, um, but I remember saying that, and then they were like, no, no, Jamie's not like that, and Jamie doesn't cause drama. There won't be any drama, and like, but I'm like, it doesn't matter whether you cause drama or not. You're gonna be involved in the, the drama, even yes. if you're not like. It, somehow it will engulf you. Yes. You know, if you give a shit about music, even if you don't give a shit, somehow it will be there. The, the, just how it goes with contracts. Yeah. And um, I remember you were like, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. And like, of course, it's always fine. But, it, you know, there, let it be known there was drama and you did drink. Yeah, uh, just... Un- Wait, which is not insane. wrong, it's how you should do it. But. I mean, yeah, there was a whole bunch of stuff about that contract that opened my eyes very, very wide. And the first one was, we're in a hotel room and we're drinking with this guy. And he takes out this list of phone numbers and he starts phoning them up. And we're thinking, oh, you know, what's, he, what's going on? And I asked him what the phone numbers were. And he just tur- just showed the list to me without even turning his head. And just pointed five zero like you know this whole bunch of these numbers. It just goes Russian, Thai, the different like sets of yeah numbers, and there must have been about twenty hotel room numbers on that. So it was in our own hotel, and yeah, so we were basically living almost in a brothel, pretty much. Yeah, like so, and I, I had no idea. So two floors were full of just because you could just call down and then whatever I, I didn't I will point that out proud because of because I'm a virgin uh, <laughs> but uh, well most of the musos actually end up like I know a couple of musos who've fallen in love with some prostitutes because uh, they didn't know they were prostitutes yeah. and then they were like well I never paid it's like fair enough yeah <laughs> and I never paid for not sleeping with that one uh, uh, <clears throat> oh your mum and dad are going to be so proud Hey, she was a lovely lady called Adidas because of the T-shirt that she wore. Oh, uh, right, good. Remembering names and stuff. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a horrendous story. I don't know whether to tell. Okay, oh, should I? Okay, fuck it. I'm just gonna go for yeah. it. Um, <laughs> one time, she put her hand around my sausage and oh, uh, said, "Oh wow!" She just held it up. Said, "Oh wow!" Same size as my husband's. Oh my. So there you go. <laughs> that's the weirdest thing I think that's ever been said to me in a bedroom ever. Oh Generally. dear, Jamie. So there you go. That's on the internet. Bahrain now. was good to you. Yeah, that is on the internet. Yeah, it was crazy stuff like um, hookers would just buy a whole bad shots. Really? Yep. I suppose they. they but then again, they fancy, I think they fancied mainly the singer and the drummer. There was one, there was one terrifying lady uh, who was like one of the, the mama. The, oh, uh, the, the, the pimp. The, the pimp. What, no, no, no. What's the word? Yeah, there's a specific term. There's a word, but the pimp. Whatever. And, uh, but yeah, she, she's a bit like uh, very aggressive. And she really liked our drummer, Will. He's quite a, he's quite a pretty lad, Will, if you're out there. Uh, fair well, play to you. you. Yeah, you've got... Shake what your mama gave you. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know how to explain it, but but I don't know. She, this, this girl in particular really liked him. And so whenever he was about she'd just be going up to us and going, where will? 
Where will? Uh, he'd, he'd be looking absolutely terrified oh, in the corner good. somewhere, just like shaking his head. No, don't, don't bring it to me. Don't bring it. To me. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, bless. So that, but that whole experience just rounds and rounds of bullfrogs, uh, which, if anyone doesn't know, is like a it's like a death drink of vodka, gin, uh, tequila, other stuff, Red Bull, all mixed together. Yeah, um, it's the uh, the kind of straw rum or what's the english equivalent like i've never i've never seen an english batted. equivalent um long island maybe yeah it's close to a long island but yeah. just worse um, and it's blue so it looks like you're killing yeah. yourself yeah okay so sorry i'm giving barry a really bad rep on the other hand on the other hand so the okay you had the alcohol thing but in terms of being a musician for the first time on the circuit and meeting and jamming with all of these fucking awesome musicians was incredible. It was so great. Every all, every jam night, we'd get to just, you know, just play with people oh, from all over the island. What's cool about Bahrain is they have jam nights. Yeah, it doesn't really happen yeah. in the UAE as much. Yeah. Well, oh, God. I mean, here in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, it's like, you know, you even fart on stage. You need a permit for it. It's just, <laughs> ridiculous like i i wouldn't be able to invite roxy up in my bar she wouldn't be able to invite me up in hers you know if bruno mars is in the fucking audience then then have to say no you have to pay money to bring him on yeah. stage and entertain people like it's just it's so bureaucratic but yeah. it's weird laws and you can bend them but it's just you risk getting your bar a fine yeah yeah and i mean i heard a story about one singer at the uh i can't remember where it was but she got given a bottle of champagne uh, and this was, th- I think, six months into their contract, and they just finished. So she opens it on stage, doesn't drink anything, but they'll see ID and they find her like ten thousand dirhams or something, oh, twenty thousand dirhams. Just, just for opening it on stage, not even drinking it. But um. you're not allowed to have alcohol on stage, and so they thought, oh, payday. Yeah, we keep on we keep on getting issues with the bouncers about us putting like our coffee on stage or Sprite can, and it's really? like, dude. No, it's not allowed in case CID come in. We're like, oh, come on, man. Like, it's clearly not alcoholic, but then they get weird about it. So I don't know. Anyway, um, so you went to, what's your craziest, like, client story? Either gig-wise here or, like, gig-wise in Bahrain or Abu Dhabi? Um, What do you mean by client? Do you mean as in with with the hotel? Yeah. Um, That's a... That's a good question. I mean, Abu Dhabi uh, was quite ridiculous. I mean, I guess Grand Millennium, just in terms of the way they treated treated me, was pretty horrendous. Because we played for six months, sorry, five months or so, uh, with uh, a good band, I will say. We were a good band. Uh, Four-piece with Dave Morrison on drums, who if you guys don't, won't know him, but he is just wonderful to work with Rachel she's a good singer Alex he's a good bassist he liked to drink but you know he was good he went off the rails he was good until he went, yeah, yeah. He went a bit yeah, mad he did, he did drink a and also until he shagged the singer just don't shag oh, yeah, in a band yeah, just yeah. don't so those two filled the diddle band and, in a band yeah, me, me, me and Dave just looked at each other was like that's going to be the next problem and it duly was um, and but the hotel just said actually we're just going to keep the singer and the guitar and you the guitarist and we'll get rid of the other two um which i guess solved the problem of the bassist and the singer but then they got rid of 
Uh, Glover, which is, I really liked working with him. Mm. It still hurts uh, when I see him play with other people because he's just fucking great. He is fabulous. Um, Didn't he get his SPD to do fart sounds one night? Oh, just, yeah, it's beautiful. So, so every so often he'd bring this out. I have a few good Dave stories, actually. Um, he would, uh, during stab sections, he just insert a little fart <laughs> into a perfect stab section. So, like, uh, you got, I wish we do. Little gap, back in. But during this one, he just goes. And it would just kill Rachel while she was singing. It'd just kill her. Like, she'd be trying to start again, and he'd use a different fart sound, like. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then and she's trying to sing again and she'll do a long one like a long slow quiet one and he just had her going for pretty much the whole song we had to finish the song because it was just she was dying amazing did yeah. the audience like notice this did they do you know what more? that that was probably the bad thing about that band was that we didn't actually we didn't give much uh, attention to the audience I think that's one of the only bands where because we were just enjoying ourselves so much on stage at times we didn't think about the audience and that was probably our biggest I don't think failing. that's a downfall though sometimes I mean you say that but our bassist at one point we were in the middle of a song and he just says 90s football players Marco Desaili and then he looks at me and I just go Ryan Giggs and then the drummer comes on and he just says Robbie Savage, and we just go around in a circle, just oh. trying to trying to name nineties footballers, That's fantastic. like just just weird weird stuff like that. I and, feel like that oh. would work somewhere at like the Crown. That kind of stuff. Yeah, goes I, down I guess well. if people are in on the joke, yeah. If people because there were there were definitely people who weren't. There's loads of people who aren't, and it tends to not affect them, but it really works with the people who are. I think it's kind of something I struggle with as well with this band because it's easy to get up personal jokes and it does alienate some of your audience yeah. so I think there's a balance between having that fun in the band which you need to get through six nights a week yeah. especially if it's quiet and oh, no yeah, one actually yeah, gives absolutely, a shit yeah. I mean, I, I but don't... you can invite people into a joke so for example oh. with that there is a way I think like it's just taking the time to slow it down and to get people in on the joke because yeah. people love it. People love feeling like they're part of it. Or at mm. least that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's good. Yeah, I, I just don't know what they would have thought when we'd randomly, uh, whenever we make, make a mistake, instead of just being quiet and just smiling, we'd go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, just that, that all, all the stuff in that band, there's so many of them. They, during R. Kelly, um, a remix to Ignition. Yeah. There's a bit where he goes, uh, take it to a room and gap, fuck somebody. And uh, the bassist uh, inserted one of the most, uh, it just, just completely caught me cold. And I stopped singing. Uh, I started singing, take it to a room and he just comes in with rape. <laughs> I was, I just, that's the sort of thing Tom would I do I was just like boom oh, just God. what the, that's like a mic drop moment I, I, I had no idea what to do it's like how I do just, I react to this I can't just ignore it I mean it. I laughed I was laughing but I couldn't keep singing I was just just so taken aback by it yeah. just, oh. 
But yeah, I mean, say what you will about him, Alex did make me fucking laugh on stage with some of the stuff that he did. Well, he's, he's like, considered like the, one of the best bass players from here and now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he, yeah, but I think the problem was he just, he liked the sauce. Liked the sauce, yeah. Which, for the age of you who aren't with the lingo, that means he liked alcohol. Yeah, that happens to much. a couple of people. But there's some people who can manage it. Yeah. Like some people you can just cope. But do you know what my problem is? Is like if you get shit drunk, like, I don't know, you and me, like we don't need alcohol. Even if we went through drinking phases, mm. like we don't need alcohol. We're quite happy not to drink. No, pass the gin, we, will you? No, <laughs> no, there's no, there's no gin here, promise you. Um, but like, you know what I mean? Like I think we come from that slightly more nerdy side of it um, than the party Oh, you're calling me a nerd, are you? Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, I that's, saw your Lego. It's absolutely true. <laughs> no, you're very, you're very all over that. the floor. Hey, anyway, what's wrong with Lego? Lego's fucking bad. Yeah, but when you lose zero floor space in a fairly decent sized room, sorry, um, this is going back to when Jamie was quite young. It's I mean, okay. yeah, what about twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, Oh, fuck, I got distracted. Oh, we're quite new. But, like, you know, there's a lot of musicians out here who can just do that. Mm -hmm. I I mean, cruise ships are apparently the worst for it. Like, a lot of functioning alcoholics. I could imagine. Well, it's seven days a week, isn't it? So that's just... Yeah, but it's just the the crew bar's cheap. Here, it's slightly more difficult because it's so expensive in the UAE. It's just harder to drink that much. (laughs) Like, I can't justify that expense. Like, there's just no way. Too much money. Like, I'd rather buy gear or clothes or whatever absolutely yeah it's it's nice to not be to not feel that pinch of oh just drinking every like three nights in a week or whatever just i suppose that with freelance it's easier to not drink as much absolutely yeah well yeah if you're in the same place every time and the like, regulars know you and you're you're you know you're not packing your gear up and going home then it's really hard not to, man. I think that's why I put on five kgs. That and the popcorn and nachos in the bar. Yeah. I mean, the what the, the bad thing is, it's it's almost part of your job. Like, there was one band that uh, one of the old singers worked with where she said that they specifically asked, do you drink? And if you didn't drink, then you're probably less likely to get the gig because they wanted people who were going to drink with the audience. Well, here's the thing. There's a couple of reasons, and I've heard from managers as well um, is that they not only want a band that drinks with the audience to push the bar tab up but they also want the band to sink all their money back into the bar Uh, and I've realised with a couple of agents like that they like rock stars they want people to be rock stars and party hard and stuff like that and it's a lot about it like that a lot of it and I didn't realise because I would never be I would never do that but I found out mm. a lot of, like, for example, the Alive guys I've spoken to, my mates in there, like, they used to sink half their money back into the bar. Ooh. Like, you know, they'd buy a bottle of Jack and they'd, you know, Fuck. they'd get alcohol and they'd also spend all their money on alcohol. I just Damn. never did that. Like, that and even, brutal. yeah, I'm just not going to because I'm, if I'm going to spend money on alcohol, I'm going to be smarter about it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, I've always had the limit of vocally. I just couldn't handle it and I'd put on weight in a heartbeat so yeah it just didn't I mean what's limited you from drinking uh, what's I got, stopped, big, got well, you to cut back I think uh, the beginnings of vocal nodules freelance lifestyle right 
like I need to just be really really careful with it I guess um, actually I forgot we were, going, we were talking about uh, the client thing weren't we oh yeah yeah uh, so sorry yeah long story but the hotel um, they fired the bass to the drummer from this four piece band and then me and the singer we played for another five months and she said she was going to leave go freelance great okay have a meeting with the I can't even remember what position he was because the GM had been changed the food and beverage manager he'd gone the manager he'd gone we didn't even know who we were supposed to be talking to at that point like the, the hotel was just completely fucking unrunnable but we found this one guy who apparently we were supposed to talk to and he said okay you're doing great we want to keep you uh, just uh, give us a bunch of singers and uh, actually we'll make it a trio I said oh great fucking awesome so mm. we pick a singer we pick a a new uh, third police member very talented guy and they come back a week later and they pick the pretty one instead of the one who could play percussion and drums uh, to be fair the one who could play percussion and drums was still pretty but the other one was blonde so yeah boom, boom. Uh, take that away that uh, oh. and then they say actually we want a duo so we'll just take the singer fine fuck it so we had to talk to the guy say sorry we can't uh, perform with you because they just want a duo he said no worries goes get another gig a few a week and a half later they say they want a trio again which is fucking annoying because now we've lost this talented dude yeah who could play saxophone and do all this stuff I get another guy who could play bass guitar bit of keys could sing getting excited again and then they just crush it this excitement again by saying oh no we just want a duo and it's just, you know, just, just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So it gets to the final day of that contract with the singer. She leaves. New singer's supposed to come in, but she doesn't have a plane ticket, which is weird. And uh, we get to the first day of the new contract. She still doesn't have anything. And then they tell us on that day that we're supposed to start. And I'm still there in Abu Dhabi. I'm in the gym get a call from the agent saying oh uh, they've decided to take the band from Azerbaijan who uh, oh that rhymes the band from Azerbaijan um, from upstairs from the jazz bar because they have their permissions but the jazz bar isn't ready so they'll put them down in the English pub and we'll see you later just oh, fucked man. us just just royally. fucked us left us with no plan no nothing to like fall back on uh, and I went down to the best thing was about this the management of this hotel was I went down to the bar manager and said oh so have you heard I'm, I've been fired and he was like what oh man he didn't even know no one had even told the bar manager the new bar manager that I'd been we'd been sacked it's just sacked. there is so much of that in the Middle East it's That's frightening unreal. and I don't know if it's just in the Middle East if it's in all places wow. I tend to notice it less so in England, I mean, there's laws in England that protect you, and you yes, can't, exactly. can't really fuck people over as badly yeah. without getting a reputation. But I mean, th there's so many venues and agents as well, and and like for example, that was with an honest agent. Here and now, for all their flaws, they are honest yeah, for the most yeah. part, and they try yeah, to do the right thing. Like, yeah, but the, prob know, the, the problem they'll, they'll I always think with the agency thing is that they are dealing with two of 
the most unreliable groups of people you could ever hope to be. Hotel management in the Middle East and musicians. Yeah. And those two groups of people just do shit that you do not expect them to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, and as well, like, it always happens, it's very rare that you get a great hotel with a great band. And it does happen sometimes, and they tend to have a lasting relationship. But, like, yeah, yeah. you know, or frequently... They're, they're, you, could, you could talk about that guy that uh, you uh, oh, we you told us about, the one at Abu Dhabi. Oh, yeah. They fucked sent, that gig. They sent someone... To Sheraton, a guy who was great, came off as good, like, you know, um, seemed to know his shit. He was very talented. Yeah. Um, you know, a guitar player, singer, really good, great sound. Um, now, I did, wasn't involved, I was involved in the agency at the time, but I wasn't involved in meeting him or anything. I had a phone call with him. A couple of the things that just struck me as quite dim, uh. like, quite it was complicated getting the photo right when it's just like you ah. just gotta stick your head in the frame and just follow the instructions of this very clear online thing right and like it just took him forever to do that and i was kind of like okay i'm not sure whatever but not enough of a sign of anything yeah and toward as well like yeah not, not, time... not, not to uh to telegraph the shit show to come <laughs> yeah and and you're sort of like uh, you know uh, they got flown off and it's just a duo gig. It's backtracked, so they should be all rehearsed. You know, I set them up, said, are you all fine? Are you guys getting on okay? Everyone seemed to be up to scratch. All good. It's one of those things about not seeing in a person. But even in that stage, like, the hotel have booked the band. Yeah. And they booked it off a video, even though it's a much better band that would have smashed it. Yep. But they want the shiny video. They just like the look of this particular person because she gave energy to the shot, whatever it was. And we sent this band over. And the girl was good, to be fair. And she arrives. And, like, the first day, the guitarist didn't know anything. He would just, like, go sha-la-la-la on the second verse. And he didn't know any of the solos. So he wouldn't do oh. any of them. So he would just leave it. And wow, like, I didn't even hear about these bits. Yeah, I only yeah, heard yeah. about what happened later. And then, wow, and so he was shit as well. He was shit oh, too. Oh, no. Yeah. And then oh, he went. And double he, whammy. And I think within two days... I think he did two gigs of that. Then he went to the sister. They were staying in a sister hotel because the actual hotel was booked. Yep. So they was and um, got completely smashed on the rooftop pool bar. Then ended up downstairs somehow. I don't know if he was being kicked, but he ended up breaking a glass table in the lobby and trashing the lobby. And he was bleeding and he was bleeding blood all over the floor. And he was shouting Arabic profanities. Uh, and... Yeah, I believe the terms of things like Allah Akbar. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Things, it was that. Yeah. In in front of like kids and everyone in the lobby and, you know, a lot Which of like... Just... And it's just what like doing how, and of course, so now they lost their contract. The poor girl had to be had to do like one or two gigs solo, and then got sent home. Like you know, and now the agency lost their contract, and it's like, fuck, man, it's just shit because <laughs> they're good people, but like, yeah, how do you? I mean, how do you know? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because he got. I I heard that he got his passport taken, so he couldn't leave the country, and um. But luckily, he had his like, brother or something in the country, so he could stay with them. Oh, really? I don't uh, even know. Otherwise, I I'm guess surprised they, he didn't I, go to prison. I, I guess he would have been. Fuck, I just... I think his parents helped buy him a ticket back. You just oh, got to get out of the country then. so dumb. Like, oh, I just, I just... I mean, I can't understand shit like that. Whereas, like, I work with... We were, we've all worked with a lot of musicians who are virtually functioning alcoholics. <laughs> like, I mean, 
semi you don't you very rarely go a night without drinking like if Contact, you're six yeah. nights a week yeah, if you're yeah, six yeah. nights a week yeah. like i have to i have and i do on this country but i have to work quite hard you know what i mean yes, yes. not even with like you know a couple of drinks at the bar like even just like stopping regulars from getting me drinks and then <laughs> when you have that temptation in front of you it's very hard like i suppose it's simple mm. but like it's hard, it's hard knowing that it'll push the bar tab up and you're like, but I still got to say no because I don't want to be that guy. Also, I don't want to get fat and lose my voice. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be that fat guy. <laughs> yeah, that fat guy. Fair. I mean, did you manage, I suppose in Porters you weren't allowed to drink in the bar. So. Yeah, that was a really good thing. Um, okay, it was a good and a bad thing because it made talking to ladies, not that I would ever do that, uh, a lot harder. Right. Uh, you had to be at the old two minute oh uh, blah 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 hi like you whatever number it clearly great, works bye. for Katya uh, yes well, actually yes so my my girlfriend um, of two years of now. two years nearly two years yeah um, although she's pissed off at me today yeah <laughs> she's well well put your apology well in the podcast me. yeah nah fuck it she's wrong <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> she'll never listen she'll never get this far and she'll be bored by this point um yeah, what yeah, entertains so. her? What, huh? entertains, what entertains her? Really hard She's to say because even in the same like, for, okay, for instance, she she could she could love and hate things that are similar for no reason, like right. the Marvel universe. Those films are all pretty similar, right? Yeah. She really likes um, Thor, the character. She likes Thor 1 and 2, but she doesn't like Thor 3, which a lot of people say is the best in the series. She hates Iron Man. So she doesn't like fun. <laughs> <laughs> she, no, no, she likes Ant-Man. Oh, really? But she doesn't like the later Captain America films. She likes Black Panther. She doesn't like the Avengers films. You see where I'm getting That's at this? That's very confusing. Really confusing, yeah. right? Yeah. What, what just, are the rules? Just so difficult to work out what she wants, likes and wants and why. Um, and that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of the same in her general existence. Uh, just she can hate something for her just because it's a first impression thing and bam it's blah that, it's that's the emotion there yeah so it, it's it's difficult because when you show her a new thing you're like oh do you like this one <laughs> and she can just be like no ah, dream shattered <laughs> oh dear okay yeah but you have similar music tastes right nope. no okay. <laughs> no honestly it's crazy. I'm sure it's, a lot it's of a it's cultural, though. Yeah. It's a very culturally different place. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you have those... I mean, to be fair, you have the stereotypes about Eastern European people being very brutal and um, straight up and harsh. And it's true in this yeah. case. She's, <laughs> and uh, they're completely true. Uh, only Okay, with, with her specifically. Uh, there are others who are very, you know, relaxed and chilled out. Um, but yeah, it could be a thing of uh, her listening to a song that she's heard before on the radio and she'll like it. And then it could be a case of she hears me play a new song by that same artist and she's like, oh shit. Right. And I have no idea why. Sometimes dance songs. She doesn't like Latin songs. And I'm like, okay, but you like uh, Let's Get Loud by Jennifer Lopez. And she's like, yeah. oh, that's not Latin. She's not speaking Spanish. <laughs> so it's like, well, that doesn't necessarily mean it's not Latin music. But that, that could be English. But it, it's, it's interesting. I, I was reading a... Um, I was actually speaking to a friend of mine. That's just Jamie blowing his nose, everybody. Oh, yeah. If you, you need a break yeah. to blow your nose, we can, we can have that. Or, 
or people can just enjoy the sound. Get it. I really hope you cut that out. No. Oh. It's a lot of effort. Could have asked me to pause. Well, it's not like it's blowing your nose that bad. Sam used to at the table. Um, he probably still does occasionally, but he knows I die inside. <laughs> he'll blow his nose, but then he'll like stick the tissue paper up in his nose and essentially pick his nose with the tissue paper at the table because that's well, what that is. I guess is that inappropriate at a table setting or in public? Uh, in I front guess of okay. At, maybe at a table setting, yes, but in private. No. No, in private, of course not. You can do what you want. You can stick your finger up your bum. I don't care. As in, as people. As in, not at the dinner table. So when you're around people, but not at the dinner table, then I think it's kind of okay. So just make sure that there's nothing. That's what he says. There. It's making sure that there's nothing there. But I just think it's picking your. No- I don't but, know. But I, I mean, it's not because your finger, your finger, finger is not making contact with nose. Oh, it's essentially the same thing. No, it's not because it comes out of the tissue. So it's on the tissue. It's not. I bet you, Katya agrees with me. Katia will do anything to piss me off sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do I do love Katia, but she's a cheeky little what's it, basically. Yeah, that's hashtag long-term relationships. Mm. You're approaching the two-year mark. That's mm-hmm. a fun one. Me and Sam are four and a half years, man. What do you uh, think about making a relationship work while doing music? Very hard. But I harder, for, harder for other people um, than it is for me right now because we're in the same place. I'm freelance. And we get some time to to chill together, and we get times where we don't have to be because you're not doing six nights a week. Yeah, exactly. If I was doing six nights a week, it becomes a lot harder. Well, you did six nights a week for a lot of it, didn't you? Uh, Four months of it. Yeah, about four months. And to be fair, no, it was good. But in terms of contract life, it's more the fact that you can get fired tomorrow, like I did with flipping Grammalidium. I got fired straight away, and my first thought was, oh shit. How am I going to keep this relationship going if I'm on a fucking ferry somewhere in the North Sea or if I'm on a cruise ship in the Caribbean and she's here in Abu Dhabi? How long is that going to last? Probably not that long because my penis is not a thousand miles long. So, uh, Oh, breaking news. (laughs) No, it's it's more just a a private handshake between us. It's not actually anything sexual. Yeah, fair enough. I'm a virgin. virgin. Mm. But anyway, uh, <laughs> no, um, it, yeah. it was that, that, that just terrifying moment of, oh, we just, you know, I really like this girl and I want it to keep going. And these fuckers have just let me down without giving me any chance yeah, to just... get a new opportunity. And thankfully, uh, Rachel's guitarist, so she was a singer who had gone freelance uh, her guitarist had walked into the first rehearsal uh, a few weeks before they were supposed to play at a new venue and said, oh, by the way, guys, I, I don't do solos. And then you're like, wait, what? Yeah, so apparently that's what happened. <laughs> From there, she realised, oh, shit. And luckily, I was free, and so she drafted me in, so we played in that band. Uh, and so it was luckily enough, got me onto the freelance circuit where I am here now, so thank yeah. goodness for that. No, and smashing it as well. And I think I, I do think like having some time off. I don't know if it's just our family, but like I appreciate some good time off. Yeah, like time I'm off, talking just more the, than one day bomb. a week, because one day a week isn't enough. Oh yeah. For like well, long term, I don't. Just, just, I don't find. It always feels like the next day's rolling around. Like the next working day is just it's coming up on you. 
yeah when you have those six days and you don't vocally you don't have a chance to recover and but i mean that's some people do it for years and i suppose if you're the people who can drink and party through it it kind yeah, of is okay it, I, life I, think, is, I think it catches up eventually it does do you think you've become more jaded with gigging as you've got older uh, oh that's a good question I think I've become less tolerant of not people like working with people who don't make the effort or who don't pull up their side of the you know of the musical work right because when I turn up I've learned the songs yeah and I'm going to play them pretty well yeah. and I, you know if it is my first time I'm going to know the chords I have them written down in front of me yeah. I have the exact structure of the songs I've listened to this song like you know five six times whatever it is because yeah. I'm not one of those people who can just pick it up right away I need to yeah need to know I mean, right out of um, chart and... and then when other people turn up and it's like oh so uh, so what's this song that's when I think you're a fucking musician you need to know this before you talk. It's the that's but where the work the is. It's that's different. where the work it's, is done. Yeah, before and I you come into agree, the But it's room. different with free. That's where freelancers lucky because if you end up in a cruise contract or a you know a residency contract with people who do that, there's not much you can do. Yeah, and if you kind of try and go, oh, you should wave yeah. your finger at them, it's only going to produce the opposite result. And no one's going to be happy then because it's going to be, you're going to be irritated about the song learning and you're going to be, so it's this very weird thing. Whereas with freelance, you can just go, oh, you haven't learned your shit. Cool. We're using another guitar player. We're using another this. And that's where it's beneficial. Like, but it's just, it's a frustrating thing I find is that I'm not tolerant of people not knowing their shit. But then I found sometimes the people who are really bad at learning their shit are often phenomenally talented and quite fun to be around. Uh, okay, no, but, not that, always, that's, but not that's different. Always. If it's if they're, if they're super talented and they are, um, and they like take whatever is like thirty seconds or something to to smash out a song because to, that's yeah. what Tom's doing. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it, then, it's quite. I obscene. think you can sort of let that go as like okay, right, this special is... dispensation. But if it's yeah. someone like on, I don't know, on my level who hasn't turned up, learned the stuff, and then is expecting everyone but else I mean, to just wait while they learn it. Yeah, no, but it's always annoying. Yeah. Really I 100% agree that it's still annoying. Um, yeah, and I think I've been... I, I kind of start to realise, oh, wow, they really do request the same songs, don't they? But that's that's okay, because you can do it in different styles. Like you can do Hotel California in a different style. Yeah. Um, you can change up something that you do in a song or the way that you play it. Um, and then again, even just playing the same song seeing people enjoy it is almost it's kind of enough for yeah. me I've never I've never played um, Hotel California when people have actually responded to it and been like oh well that was a waste because yeah. they enjoyed it uh, you know at the end I'm like okay well we did that one again but look they're happy so it's yeah. not that bad oh actually speaking of <laughs> speaking of Hotel California there are there is a few times where I did get pissed off with it um was when my bandmates pulled a prank on me. A long-term, three-month prank. What? Uh, so basically, uh, we're playing Hotel California, and the solo's about two, three minutes long. It's a long solo, for those of you who haven't heard the song, but you have. Um, so you do this solo, and I go all the way through it, get to the very end, about the last 20 seconds, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the home stretch, hey! And 
suddenly this huge just wall of sound just hits us it's like this it's like a sound you know just what the fuck was that yeah and i turned around to the guys and i was like what what was that what was that and what I didn't realise was that Dave had accidentally played the foghorn sound on his SPD pad, <laughs> really, like with the volume way up. Yeah. And thinking quick on his feet, he immediately said, no, 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 no not me. <laughs> and for the next three months... That's what they did every, every time? Every time they played that song. That's We played that song. He played it in the exact same place. And I can't tell you what it does to you when you feel like you're making the same mistake over and over and you can't change it. I was going full conspiracy theory levels. Oh my God, like, yeah. Oh my God, maybe it's the frequency between my strings and my amp. Maybe it's like there's some sort of electric current running through the floor <gasps> and it's like going between the instrument and the thing which is causing this fever. I was going fucking mental. And they didn't tell me until the last day of the gig, like the last oh, capital T, capital L bastards. day of the gig. Absolutely. And it happened when they they played the song to no one. That's what I was confused about. We played the song to basically fuck all people. It's like, why are we playing this one? We don't we don't need to play it. And they were like, oh no, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Look, we got a request from the drummer's girlfriend. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But we played it, and then the foghorn sound came. And by this time, I'd accepted it. You know, I just accepted that it was going to happen. I was like, sorry guys, That's on the hilarious. microphone for the like 30th time and then it happened again like the foghorn sound and I was so confused and I turned around and the rest of the band are just cracking up oh my they god just that's laughing amazing fucking asses off and for the next let's say two songs I was I was genuinely annoyed <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, was, I was genuinely fuming I was like so unprofessional I can't believe they do that it's just oh god <laughs> after, after I'd like let out I'd, I'd, I'd seethed for a little bit I realised that it was quite funny. Yeah. Like, fair play. That was... <laughs> but when you in the moment of three months of oh just your brain, like, being messed with, I was like, you little... That's insane. You, you little what's-it. By the way, when you put on that gig because the guitarist they booked on it was so shit. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. If, if, if you ever get the chance and someone offers you a gig where someone else is fucking it royally... Take it because their standards are considerably lowered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's actually why Sam came to Crown initially. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they must have been bloody pleased with him. He's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I played, I can remember this point, right? So this is when I just started rehearsing with these guys. And I played the um, Importance of Being Idle solo by Oasis. And this solo yeah. is literally the easiest thing in the world. It's do, 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 do. It doesn't get any faster than yeah. that. All right, and it's it's actually no, it's a tuneful solo, and I like that solo. Yeah, but it is but the easiest thing easy, in the world. Yeah, and I played the solo, and the bassist and the drummer just looked at each other and smiled, uh, and I asked them afterwards, like, what was there something wrong? And they said, no, no, it's just so nice to hear that solo actually played properly, because the other guy just could never get it right, and he just like he would just try and noodle, just do stuff, and it would never work, and he just couldn't <sighs> learn that simple solo and I thought oh fucking great yeah <laughs> so you know that's just beautiful um, yeah. and when they told me stories about him I couldn't believe quite how far down the alcoholic rabbit hole he'd gone oh, uh, really? they, they described him very beautifully actually as 
Alan Partridge trying to be James Bond. <laughs> 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 Which is a great pic- mental picture to, um, you know, to summarise. So he'd always wear this really nice suit. But Well, he's he, an ex-alive boy, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He got fired from then too. Yeah, for being shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, he always wore this suit, but it was Oh my God, Kerry worked with alcohol. him. I need to speak to Kerry about him. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Continue. So yeah, always reeking of alcohol and... Uh, he could play I think nine or ten songs really well I think it's like really sort of wonderful tonight all the smooth uh, ballads yeah but any other stuff he just couldn't do it and there'd be points where he'd be singing about I'd say a foot to the left of his microphone <laughs> uh, he'd be trying to like squint at his pad apparently so they oh, told God. him to t- they t- told him to take the pad off stage, and so he was using his phone instead, and he was squinting even more, and he couldn't see what he was doing. Uh, his pedal board consisted of, I think, like a compression pedal and something else, which didn't make sense. It looked like the ones that you get when you're 13, and you don't know how the pedals work. Oh, that was his pedal board. Uh, one time, Dave came in in the morning to practice, and he went fucking full leather smashing the drums to pieces uh you know just going really hard and then i think a few hours later rachel comes in to do the rehearsal with him and she's like how long has he been there and dave looks over and tom's asleep in the corner oh, no. <laughs> yeah he's been there the whole time and he's just been fucking oh, dead. Man. how do you i don't understand how people manage that that's impressive. That's fair. I'll just but you've worked with us. another alcoholic. You worked with Jim. Yeah. Well, apparently, I've heard that Jim's off the source now, but which would be good because he is a very talented guitarist. Yeah, and, no, he's uh, really it's, good. It's, it's annoying because he's a funny guy. He makes me really laugh. Like, some of the jokes he came out with just killed me. There was one which was brilliant where Cormac, who's he's a very geeky-looking guy. He's, you know, he's got glasses. He's, he's tall, skinny, white, nerdy. Uh, full package, as they say. And uh, he was talking to a girl outside for ages, just ages on the balcony. And this is the balcony to Jim's room and where he wants to sleep. And he just turns to me and he goes, fuck's sake, what's what's he talking to her about? Windows 96. (laughs) (laughs) And he just come out with these little one-liners. Like, you know, he called people cock He was a good guy, just alcoholism just doesn't work. Yeah, just on stage. uh, He turned up his guitar way too loud when he was drunk. He'd play out of tune when he was drunk. Um, he'd get a bit aggressive like he didn't actually hit anyone or anything but yeah. it was sort of he just simmered which has been known to happen oh. luckily not yeah. to me I don't think but uh, but yeah there, there was the, the three gigs at the end well the you worst. don't get aggressive drunk oh well, actually he flipping uh, I, I had to come in to get some money off him and he just goes oh Jim can I get that 500 dirhams off you and he said oh, oh yeah sure and he reaches over and he takes the 500 dirhams that he's been using as a bloody coaster out from under oh, his no. like, vodka and whatever. And he gives oh. it to me. It's like like wet. And oh. I'm like, oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> cheers, cheers. Thanks oh, for that. Great. That's that's beautiful. Um, sorry, one thing I, I wanted to ask you as well um, is how do you learn songs? Like, how do you recommend learning songs? Oh, uh, just grind it out. Uh, listen listen to it uh, and write out the bars how many bars in each section as you're listening to it 
and then go back and write the chords to each section as you're listening to it and then play it and then work out what's right and what's wrong and then you know you gen generally have it so on my computer i just have banks and banks of song structures for every single song where i have exact first eight bars chorus eight bars this one four bars plus a little half bar thing if i if i can't work out exactly what it is i'll just be like half bar thing and then learn that yeah i just just, exactly. just know it so i don't have to write down half bar with a quarter phrase twist and a pirouette you know just yeah. I don't need to work out there so that's grind out because if you're talented and you can just smash it first time or second time great do that but if you're normal then what's weird grind for it me out. is i've gotten all right at weirding reading the stupid even though a lot of them are wrong and need editing but like those ultimate guitar charts oh yeah that's great that's great I'm, oh, that's i the... find those really easy to follow like yeah, yeah, if yeah. you know the song enough it's a shame they don't have bar lines on the yeah. chords. I think that the ultimate guitar is really good as long as you know the song a bit beforehand. Yeah. So if you don't and there's know a couple the of times before, where then... they they skip bits and you can just, but you can personalize the tap. Yeah. The, the, the only thing I worry about when doing things live is if someone requests a song, I'll get the ultimate guitar to come on straight away. And be like, okay, boom, let's see if we can give this a go. Yeah. But I always think that there's sometimes those those tabbers, some of them are really good. Some, some of them, them they make few Yeah, some of them are awful. Some of them make a few mistakes in there. I just don't... Um, what we, I've had this discussion with Tom. Why would you put it up on the internet if it's not right? But, but they think it's right. That's the problem. They think it's right. So, I mean, from, from our level, that's what... We, we can appreciate that they don't that they've got it wrong but, but my they level understand. isn't very good like I can go with what sounds right but you, you, if you, you are better than you think you are you well, rocks you are, you. You're, but you're, you're, you're the God's gift to singers crossing over with musicians because you have the knowledge from both sides to be good at both which is so helpful sweet. and so good for a band because I find a lot of times big problems exist between band members when the instrumentalists don't get why the singer is annoyed at this and that and the singer doesn't get why the band members are annoyed at this and that and yeah. the communication breaks down so this sometimes the the guitarist is like oh but this key is easy for me to do it in like you know to do yeah. like sweet child of mine in but they don't realize that the singer is going to fucking destroy their voice within a few days but they don't get that because yeah. they don't sing and so then the singers they'll get annoyed because oh why can't you just change it to this key it's like well I have to change like right now. positions and, and do it like, like yeah. yeah. You've got to have sometimes people in there to just mediate. Yeah, I think so, I mean, I mean, what's really nice about great. this band is I've got an entire singing band. Great, yeah. although Tom's oh, yeah. dying, so he hasn't been able to sing. For the past yeah, too busy shagging. No, well, he's actually sick. <laughs> I got this text this morning. And Brilliant. Then I got this text this morning being like... Um, Oh, um, is he really sick or is he just no no he is dying oh wow okay like he's genuinely very very ill I'm pretty like sure he's the not sleeping and he's person. also like <laughs> had so much Panadol that like I'm sure he's going to be constipated for a year <laughs> <laughs> he's no he's and, and strepsils as well and oh. he's like well I'm, I'm <laughs> I think if it was ibuprofen I'd be more worried because I've done myself in with a stomach ulcer before oh jeez that was on a gig that was in um brutal that was in Abu Dhabi on my second yeah. contract. Uh, it mm. was at um, Jazz Bar. I got a stomach ulcer. And I think it was from using 
ibuprofen and just non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. But sorry, the point being, he is actually sick, but I then did see his birds. Speaking of that, I I wanted to ask you to, as you know, as a as a singer, you you must have heard so many different remedies and things for your voice. Is there one which you say universally for your voice actually works all the time? Because I hear all these different ones, they all have rest. You know, just rest. That's that that's thing. that. If you want a universal one, that is the one. Is rest. Yeah. If you want the things that I've learned that have helped me mostly i mean training go to training if you can if you can't just make a plan and go i mean says the girl who struggles with her voice still but i'm managing with my nodules Uh, for those of you don't know i've lived with nodules for the past four years jamie just had pre-nodules but he seems to be doing well with it and that's why I've, i've never drunk that much but like mine the doctors in england say i can do it without surgery i went Apparently they got a little bit smaller uh, mm. when I was after doing vocal therapy. I don't Great. know. Could have been from rest. It could have been from, I don't know what. But I just know I have to watch it. My problem is I let go on stage and I don't think about technique. But yeah. uh, the, the universal remedies I would say is um, make sure you have your acid reflux under control. Yeah, and that was what did me as well. That, don't that main, don't go me. on medication for it. Are you on medication no. for it? Yeah, good. Don't do that. Just don't eat late. That's your best thing you can do for yourself. Don't eat or drink late. And I'm useless at that. Well, um, that but yeah, that's the problem. You, you finish gigs at like one, two o'clock. And then what do you want to do after you've just expended all this energy? You want to get that energy back and yeah, and you don't grab need some to. McDonald's. Um, intermittent <laughs> fasting has been life-changing for that with me. Which is amazing. Fair play um, that has been life-changing with weight. It's been life-changing even with when I do it right with acid reflux. It's huge because you force yourself to stop eating earlier. And then because your body becomes adapted to that kind of fasting, you have a multitude of reasons, the health benefits, the weight benefits, and, all, and the vocal benefits, and mm. that all helps. Um, I know a lot of singers who've said exercising, when you're exercising, it tends to... I find it does also clear off some phlegm if you do some good cardio. Ah, yeah, fair enough. Um, sauna, steam room, that type vibes, really helpful. Yeah. Steaming is considered very helpful, but I found... I don't often find it helps me that much, but that might be because my steam has too much um, lime scale. I don't know if that Ooh, would affect nice. it. I don't know if that affects it, but yeah. it's... Um, yeah, so I've kind of... I've stopped steaming for a while because I found I tense up doing it. Okay. Like my throat would get tight. And I... Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think you said, we talked about it before, and you said that um, it's like the position that you end up like with your head when you're steaming is actually quite uncomfortable and it can like... I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's because I steam when I'm super stressed about my voice and that, that stress makes my voice worse. Yeah. So one of the best things I've done for my voice is not stressing about it as much, which isn't always the recommendation for people. Sometimes if you want to do it right. Yeah. But you can live with nodules. Like nodules aren't the end of your career. I've, yeah. I've researched a lot on it. And there are a lot of doctors and, and this really great guy who I need to find who whose channel isn't great, but the bits he has on there are the most revolutionary oh, things. Oh, send them to me. That's yeah, good. yeah, I will do. Um, but... 
it's one of those things that the more I think about it, the more I tense and tension is my worst enemy. Uh, yeah. So I've kind of had to release the pressure on it a bit, especially because I can't afford to stop singing. And that's one mm. of the hardest things I think for anyone who has nodules in our industry. Yep. It's like... Well, especially for singers. I mean, there's a combination of reasons. There's the, I can't afford to stop singing because it pays my rent. Yep. And there's the... I don't feel good about myself when I'm not singing because that's my identity is performing. Yeah. So there's so many things that come with it. And then talking as well. And then you're not meant to talk. You're not meant to drink. You're not meant to... You're suddenly going, ah, I can't do any of these things. Mm. So the biggest thing is stop going so extreme on yourself because you can't do everything. Yep. And sometimes your voice is going to get tired. Even people without nodules as well. That's something I spoke to a friend who's been through two ops for oh, nodules. wow. Jesus she's i mean i could have easily gone through two ops if i had another one now because i got i had an op when i was 19 they came back i've had them for about four years at least um but she said the thing is to remember that everyone gets vocal fatigue it's normal yeah and you just go okay i just need to pull myself back and like don't beat yourself up because then you're going to tense and then it's going to be worse cool if i can lessen the vocal load or just you know talk a bit less and just rest my voice and just think about it then it'll be fine and not to panic every time you do because if you over tense then it's only going to get worse and uh, one of the biggest things i found this year was um a laryngeal osteopath i got to go go, say that that in english (laughs) laryngeal osteopath so it's basically she um basically she massages your throat and your neck and i have so much tension here and i didn't even know these muscles existed and it was really enlightening to me because it was something i hadn't gone through with anyone else and i didn't realize the mechanics of what your voice is and where the bone sits and how the tension in your face makes it lifted those are tight and how you can stretch them out and all that stuff so i'm looking forward to when i go back to england to get going back to her because i found as well it was a way to kind of get and also like massage in any form is good for you mm. so but yeah it was fucking painful really? fucking yeah when she gets into the tongue muscles under here like i have so much tension and so i'm trying to use mindfulness and yoga to try and like concentrate not putting as much there but that's enlightening if there's one around dubai try try find them i know it's worth going because you might find you have tension you don't know about or like tension up here that's pulling it just it's all linked and it's one of those things i think where i've come to with this whole holistic therapy which is not woo woo science holistic (laughs) therapy means whole it means looking at the whole okay because the fact is a lot of a lot of current medicine and it's changing but a lot of current medicine is very good at oh you've chopped your arm off or you've cut yourself we can fix that yeah but the problem is that a lot of the time they'll go, oh, we've got a pill for that, pill for that. It fixes one thing, causes another thing. And it doesn't actually get to the root of the problem. So, for example, anti-inflammatory, which causes a lot of damage on your system. You look at the side effects of any carton, you're going to see that, mm. right? So it's not necessarily good for you. No doctor will say ibuprofen is good for you. Yeah. So what do you do? You take ibuprofen to reduce the inflammation of whatever, um, let's say, your voice. Yeah. Or cortisone even. Let's go for a full steroid. So you take that. Does a lot of decreases your immune system. Does a lot of bad things in your body. And you go, oh, okay, well my voice is better, so it's fine. 
He hasn't got to the root of the problem. No, you've just fixed the feeling of it. You've fixed the symptom, not the cause. And right, it's just right. kind of like, you know, just kind of like putting tape over a hole. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what I, do. I, I, I try not to use, uh, you know, the vocal spray people have where they spray onto the throat or something. Oh, that that's yeah, supposed yeah. to like... What, you mean a... I don't think it's vocal. It numbs it or something? Yeah, a numbing spray. That's for a sore throat. And again, you're just masking the problem. And then you end up pushing harder sometimes. Because you think that your voice is fine. And I used to ignore that. I ignored that for years, for three or four years, until six months ago. I would ignore all that advice and I would just use any crutch I could. Jesus. And now I've learned to just accept if I'm sick, I kind of go a bit like, right, I'm sick. I'm going to push through this. I don't do streptols. I don't do any of that because I'm like, the negative impacts of those things are far worse than just going... Right, I'm just gonna feel, I've just gotta learn to feel shit sometimes. And your body will fight it. Now, if I get really bad, I'm going to fucking hospital, I'm taking what drugs they give me. But like, I think we just so easily turn to, oh, it's a bit sore, let's numb it. Mm. That we don't actually fix the root cause. Same with headaches, same with all these things. Mm. If you're getting multiple caffeine headaches, maybe you need to cut back on caffeine and not just take more Anyway, yeah. so well, it's, it's, good, it's good that you've been doing the healthy, the healthy lifestyle thing, though. You might, I mean, it sounds like it's affected Clearly you. didn't work because I gained fucking five kilograms. <laughs> Sorry. Can I mention that again? Because I'm just that's, mad at myself. That's fine. I don't th- it doesn't look like you've gained anything. Fanch, so you, right. you look fine. But is that what you say to Katya? Because that's why she's mad. <laughs> you look fine. Acceptable. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, but uh, every time, oh darling, you look so yes, so yes, tolerable, normal, normal. Huh. Well done, you. Average. Mm. That's my sexy talk, Moderate. by the way, for all of you. Yeah, I'll bring you out a book soon. It's called Jamie's Sexy Talk Time. Sexy and, Talk uh, Time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Imagine if Alid Partridge did a sex book. That's, <laughs> that's how I would do it. Describe it. Right. Um, anyway, um, I'm still gonna... a virgin. <laughs> I'm gonna finish off soon just because I need a shower. Yeah, you should before the gig, and we can probably do another one of these before I leave. Oh, mad! So we'll do two shorter ones instead of one. Oh, cheeky! Three-hour one. Minis, minis, mm. because and I might even have a table with chairs next time. Whoa! Careful now. Careful now. That's Is there anything crazy. else, sorry, you want to talk about or that you thought of talking about? That I thought of talking about. I had a whole potential idea for things I was going to discuss uh, but I'll just go with now my third guitar that no, yeah. I'm joking, that, that's dad Abbott that was my podcast with dad which you listened to <laughs> no, listen to Dave on. It's, it's, it's interesting because he goes through his whole like you know sort of career of being a solo musician and how he sort of built it up over time and how it morphed into what became a very successful comedy duo slash him just being a freelance musician doing all kinds of things. You're so, much better at selling this than I am. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's probably out in a, in a book. Imagine if Alan Partridge did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, the drummer, I don't know if you listened to the drummer on the first podcast, which was uh, Lee Bridges. Oh, yeah, yeah. His good. book is on pre-order now, so if you uh, want to get... It's nothing like Alan Partridge. No, I'm sure it's no. really good. It's called Do Shit, Get Shit Done. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm very excited. I mean, it has a lot of swear words, so as you can hear, I am excited. Yes. I've I've downloaded a load of books recently and not read them. (laughs) 
That's great. Like I bought, I bought, um, I bought Sam Harris's Waking Up which I'm keen for. It's got meditation and tings in it. Oh, mad, mad. City tings. Yeah, real exciting. I've managed to avoid alcohol for three whole days. Now let's see if I can Sorry, do it for Sorry, wait. Day. <laughs> I shouldn't have clapped. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. Keep it up. Contract it shouldn't musician. be good. But that's the thing, it's so hard not to drink in this lifestyle. I mean, some people don't mind it, but it's hard to catch up with a few of them. <laughs> yeah, voice cracked a little bit there. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> and on that note, anyway, so go check out Jamie's stuff. Jamie's still put stuff up. I don't know. I have, I have music somewhere. Music somewhere. I'll go follow his videos. Do you have an Instagram? That I can't remember the name of. Fantastic. So follow that one. Anyway, I'll put it in show notes maybe one day when I do this properly. Right. Thanks for hanging out with us and we yep. hope you have a good drive to wherever you're going or whatever you're doing and or we hope you feel inspired. Have a shower. Have a shower. Yeah. Have a shower. Always have a shower. Bye. Make it real good. Oh, you nasty. Now do that a bit again.